Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. Each week, we get together and we discuss a software problem and how we would approach solving that problem using functional programming languages, in particular, Clojure. So, Nate, what are we talking about this week? Uh, well, I think we should still talk about our time log. I think we've got a little more to go, a little more, uh, a little few, a few more entries on this log. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So last week we talked about uh, predicates and how powerful they were for being able to uh, slice and dice the data and get just the data we wanted, so that we could only sum the data that we actually were interested in. Um, and and it was a predicate was a fun power. Yes. <laughs> The, with the power of the predicate, I summon thee the data <laughs> from the bag, right? Totally. Yes, the big bag to a smaller bag. <laughs> that's the, that's the, we, I, I find that lots of times when you and I are talking about design in our, you know, so to speak, day job, uh, we ha- tend to use the phrase big bag of data uh, a lot. Right. And, and that's, that's very much a, 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 a principle that we find happens a lot is that there's a lot of things that we want to operate on and they all have the same structure and so because you build the predicates you can you can filter those in a, in a bunch of different ways you don't have to you don't have to choose just one sort or just one just one way right it, a lot of things are search for the stuff you want transform it to like something that's useful to then summarize, you know? So it's a filter, a map, and then a reduce. Yes. And that actually segues perfectly into what I want to do today. What I want to do today is I want to, uh, maybe not filter so much, but maybe, uh, but I want to transform that data into something that I can read, uh, I can read well, I can read easily. Because up until now, all of the outputs from our uh, our filter predicate uh reduce and everything has either been a single number, which I guess is useful, uh, or it's been a, a whole bunch of data structures that are pretty printed in our in our REPL. Um, and, and when I think about a time right. log, I, I would like to see, uh, you know, a, a list of time entries in some way that's reminiscent of a calendar, um, either organized by day or by week or by month or something like that, but, but in a way that I can actually print out and maybe even hand off to somebody else. Um, that makes sense? Yeah, so even though we have these literate time logs where we can freely annotate, you know, all of our thoughts and feelings about the time we're spending working on the weekend, uh, at some point in time, we <laughs> want to summarize this into like hours by day, total hours, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, and visualize that in our preferred UI of choice, the terminal. <laughs> yes, exactly. A nice, a nice, a nice text file output would be good, you know, because right. it's easy to do other things with, um, gaze at it or or send it off to your boss. Uh. Sure, <laughs> you check it in, check it into Git, right? Like the beauty of text files. Not only can we check in our literate time logs, but we could check in the reports if we wanted to too, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so how do we go about doing this? What, what would be our plan? Well, what do you want it to look like? Uh, well, like, okay, so what specifically uh, are you 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 trying to see? Yeah, well, so I, I think I'd like um, I don't know one line per week um, with uh, 
with you know because each each there's each of course each week has seven days so there'd be like seven columns or so and uh in each day would have uh the number of hours that i worked that day total or in the time block total. okay and then at the, at the the eighth column would be the total for the day and then at the bottom would be a total for all the weeks in my log you know okay so really it's not i mean it's kind of like a rolling calendar view uh, I wouldn't have months in it, but it would it would just be a list of weeks essentially. I see. So you can get you you take your litter time log, you farm it through this, and then you get daily totals, weekly totals, and then grand totals. Yeah, a grand. All... I guess a grand total. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay. You know what 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 do we have to work with? Uh, you know what what is our data right now? We have uh, you know all the entries right. Yeah, last week we t- we talked about taking entries and then basically rolling rolling them up into like this notion of a day. Right? We can we can we can kind of plow through the entries and we can group them all by their date. And then when we group and when we group them all by their date, then that's going to give us a map uh using group by, right? And so that's going right. to give us a map where we have the date as a key, and then under each of those keys, we have lists of entries that are all on the same date. And then we can um, re- reduce those into sort of a, a total of minutes. But but we talked about having like a really an actual proper uh, data structure, if you will, for a day. And and by data structure, I don't mean like something that maps into a Java class. We could def record it if we wanted to. <laughs> but I just mean like a map that has a key called date and then a key called minutes with the total in it, right? So that's like a day entry. Well, I don't know. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, I think that's good. I can't really think of any other entries we need right now. Um, it does have the nice property of having the same key name as the entries are. So we can use our our reduce plus on that on, on days. It's like we use it on... On um, sure. on the entries. Uh, okay, great. So now, so now we have a a, a list of days. Uh, you know, we have a higher yeah. level co- collection, so to speak. Um, well, how yeah, about th- and then, and then you're gonna want to what? Know the so so we have a daily total, and then you're gonna want weekly totals, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, so we use that closure built in uh, split weeks. And then it just gives us lists of weeks, right? <laughs> uh, I don't think I saw, <laughs> I don't remember that one in the closure cheat sheet. Uh, although this it is should, not the first add time. Add it to core. We yes. need a bigger core. <laughs> Why isn't this in core? <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's split with, split by, partition with, partition by. I don't think I saw split weeks. <laughs> split width is only a few characters different from split weeks. <laughs> What's taking so long? Oh, if only that was the way, that was the difference between something working and not is, I just got to change the function name. Sure. Uh, if you say it, then it is so. <laughs> well, yeah. So we, we want to get weekly totals, right? So uh, I don't know. What, what day does your week start on? My week starts on Tuesday. Wait, what are you? Oh, I, I always guess I would assume that we start on, on Sunday. Uh, that's that's the uh, the way that they're organized in most calendars, but uh, you must have a really uh, weird schedule. I, I somewhere I hear Europeans complaining. 
<laughs> about your assertion about Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing how much uh, like me being in North America on the West Coast is uh, affects my assumptions about programming. Uh, well, I, I always assume when a programmer says most, what they mean is most of the people around me. <laughs> I think it actually just means me. <laughs> <laughs> my e- extrapolation of uh, me and my buddy, the two data points, out to the, the absolute notion of truth, right? <laughs> right, yeah. It reminds me of my one of my favorite words, anecdata. You know, if you have two anecdotes, it makes data. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. We, we, but, we, we, but seriously, we, we like how, a bit. <laughs> if you want a weekly total, then you got to chop this up into weeks, right? And and I mean, for the purposes of discussion, we could go, okay, we're North Americans, so we're going to start our weeks on Sunday. But but how how do you how do you want to chop it up into weeks? What do you think? Well, I mean, we 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 talked talk about you know going from entries to days you know, making a higher level construct. So we're going to, we want, we're aiming for a a higher level construct like a week that we can use to reason about and, and do all the, all the operations we want to do on weeks. But the the question is, that's true. Yeah. Like let's make a proper thing called a week. Right. And so then what's inside that week? What, what, what do we need in order to reason about, right? Like that, it should probably have a top level key called minutes, which is like the weekly total for minutes. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's going to consist of a, like all the days that fall in that seven day span. It could have a, a sub key for entries or sub key for days or something like that. Like here's, if you want to go sift through that data, you can get it. Sure. Just like the day could have, yeah, sub key for entries. And then a week can have a sub key for days. You know, if you want to know what days made this week, especially but, if we want to loop through and print out daily totals. Gosh, you know, that sounds oh, helpful. Yeah. Uh, right, because we don't want to just print out, you know, week one, week two, week three. We want to actually know what the days were. We don't want to get down to the granularity right. of, of, of entries, but we do want to do days. Um, well, then, we, what what do we, we need to know when the week, I guess, when the week started so that we can... Yeah. Well, so if I was thinking about this some more because if like what identifies a, a, a day, the thing that identifies a day is its date, right? So what identifies a week? Like that's, that's a little trickier, right? Like, like we could talk about like the, the week in year, like the week index, but then we get into like oh, weird yeah. things. Like what if you work like at the end of the year, into December, into January, you know, your index goes backwards. Yeah, it would so be what's good a, what's for, a good identifier for week? It's it, yeah, the week index has got an interesting property in that it's good for determining di- differentiating weeks, but it's not good for ordering them. And so, if we chose right. a, a a key for a week that is also orderable, then we can sort by that key and and not and. And have and have that be useful. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah. So what think, what do you think about what do you think about using the date of the first day of the week as sort of like the index of the week, if you will, like the 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 identifying key? Uh, yeah, I guess that, yeah, and including the year, then yeah. So it would be like January first, twenty 
19 or is that a sunday oh i mean yeah i mean like the full the full local date, date. not just yeah the right. full local date right so to speak yeah I mean, yeah that makes sense then it's sortable it's unique um if you work longer than a year uh it doesn't roll over <laughs> yeah not not that i think we're even proposing having mixed systems of weeks but in my in my crazy world where we start on tuesday and your crazy world where we start on sunday you know, like it, we, I would have a series of weeks that each have uh, identified by the date of each subsequent Tuesday, and you would have a series of weeks that are identified by the date of each sub, uh, subsequent Sunday. And we could look at those and we go, hey, uh, my weeks do not equal your weeks. Well, yeah, maybe we can have an additional field that's like, what day of the week does this week start on? So you can kind of, you know... Sure. See if see if two sets of entries are even compatible with listing next to each other. Yeah, yeah, because that that's kind of neat. Because even though we could ask the Java time, you know, wrapper slash underlying API, hey, what day of the week? If if we recorded the date of the start of the week, we could ask it, hey, what day of the week are you? It's kind of nice to have that that logical bit of data in the map too. You know, it's it's more descriptive. Like this week is all about weeks that start on Sunday. I think I think it doesn't. I've I found that it doesn't hurt to add additional fields, um, as long as they are like it's the the day of the week is never going to change, and so it's not like yeah you can change one one entry and the other one will be invalid. It's like it's, it's oh yeah yeah essentially sure. it's immutable because that week never changes. You know, yeah, it's it's like changes. putting two different views for the same information and in the same data structure. Because you, you want to use it in those two different ways. And, and basically, after you've calculated it, it, it is what it is at that point in time. You're, you're not updating this thing constantly. If you needed to, then I suppose you could make a function that you, you gave it the update calculation, and it would return you a, a map with those two keys, both set to the right thing based on the view or something, right? Yeah. And also having more keys. I mean, not that you should generate keys willy-nilly um but having more means that you're enabling more predicates to be formed in the future um just by asking the map for that data yeah yeah okay yeah so we'll have a key for like the starting day can like conceptually you know and then we'll have a key for like the date the date on which the the week starts and then we can we can sort by date Right, so now we all of a sudden we have a lit. If we have a sequence of weeks, we sort by date, and now we have an ordered sequence of weeks. They're all in in order, which is nifty indeed. Well, and all that now we have to do is write a function that takes each of those weeks and prints the prints out the the actual summary that we want. Right. Uh, yeah, but what we haven't talked about is how do we go from days to weeks? Because definitely, I think yes, we we have a week. And we can print it out, so we can kind of come back to that. But we we've sort of skipped over the whole going from days to weeks part, right? <laughs> well, what do you think? Yeah, sure. I guess we can. Yeah, we can go back to that. <clears throat> well, so that- definitely closure when you have something that identifies things, like makes it easier to group by and partition and and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like what, once you have a predicate, oh, there's that P word again. Once once you have a predicate, 
then it's easy to chop up your data into cohesive sets, like, like we did a group buy on date before. So uh, I don't know. Let's see. We want to get from date uh, a bunch of days that each have a date, and we want to somehow group them into all the days that are part of the same week, right? Yeah. I think this would be a good... We mentioned it once, once or twice last week, but it's a good, a good case for an extractor. Because basically, I want to take a date, and I want to extract the first day of the week that that date is in. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, ha- okay. So, so like make it concrete for me. So instance, for instance, if I, if Wednesday, if, if, if a date is on Wednesday, um, let me pick out a Wednesday that's nearby. Uh, if it's on a, like, like Wednesday, like, and I, I want to know which, which week does that day belong in? Well, if I identify my weeks by the beginning day of the week. Like Wednesday, March 13th. Yes, there you go. Sorry, my calendar wasn't showing up for me, so I, I could not pick a date <laughs> out of the air. So Wednesday, March 13th. Wednesday, yes. March 13th, I want to know what week is that in. And, sure. Uh, so I, if there's a way that I can take, because that's at the entry, and I want to know what bucket I should put it in. And the buckets are identified by the beginning day of the week. So... Uh, then I can I can call a function, I think, on it uh, yeah. from the Java Time API, and basically I, it will tell me what what sun what sun what what's the day oh what what the day is in the week that the beginning of the week that that week that that day is in oh man this is <laughs> I'm sorry this is sounding confusing okay let me let me utterly. take a shot yes so please. you want a function. And you're gonna feed. You're gonna feed the um, the day. It, it it it's back to kind of speaking at the different levels. So so we're gonna add a function to our group of predicates that talk about things at the day level, I guess. And and so we're gonna feed the day in, and it's gonna give me Sunday out. Like wait, no, that doesn't make. It's gonna give me the date out. It's gonna give me March tenth. So it's I'm gonna, gonna put March fifteenth the- in, and it's gonna give me Sunday March tenth out. Because March tenth is the date that identifies that week of containing the March fifteenth. Correct. But but I would say that March fourteenth is the day, not March tenth, right? Because because March fifteenth is Wednesday, and March Tuesday week start on Tuesday. <laughs> right. Okay, so then that predicate has oh, to... Oh, 13th, I got off. So that... March 12th, sorry. Yes, so we, we March 15th, <laughs> Wednesday, March 15th, goes into your function and comes out with the 10th, but it needs to go into my function and come out with 12th, Tuesday the 12th. If, if anything, the last two minutes of this episode have proven that talking about dates is hard <laughs> without an actual calendar on your wall, apparently. Uh, or even that doesn't help. <clears throat> okay, so the dates under inspection are Sunday, March 10th, Tuesday, March 12th, and Wednesday, March 13th. So yes. so I think I think this predicate function is going to need to take another function, uh, not function, another parameter that basically says, hey, the starting day of the week is Tuesday or Sunday or Thursday or Saturday or whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. So we're we're trying to discern or extract from the day entry what week it's in, and so we that that extractor or predicate needs to know it needs to be parameterized. So we use partial again on yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So then that's super cool because now this predicate can return 
an identifying characteristic. Well, it's a this extractor, I should say, can return an identifying characteristic, and then we can use that to to group things. Again, we it, it's another beautiful thing to feed into group by, right? Yeah, we joked earlier about there's no split weeks, but there's a lot of functions in the enclosure core that let you take a predicate and a bag of data, and right. uh, and and make sense out of it, and and sift it, group it, partition it. Uh, all those right. things. Right. So we we've reduced the problem of split weeks to the problem of can we write a function that can produce an identifier saying what week this thing is in, and then now we can use that with all sorts of closure core stuff like group by. Like we could just say okay, group by, and then we pass it, uh, you know, a, a, a lambda or a part. We we partial our. Uh, what what did we call it? Like uh, week week date? No, that's so confusing. Week date uh, start. How about how about uh, yeah starting date? Yeah, that works. <laughs> we'll just call it starting date. We know it's starting the week, right? So so we pass a day into the starting date. So now we have now we 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 say okay, group by starting date. And, you know, we approach it appropriately partial the Sunday or the Tuesday on that, you know, and then we give it the days. And what do we get back out? We get a map where the keys are like week starting dates. And then each of those has a list of days that were part of that week. That's cool. Yeah. And then the split weeks, the rest of the split weeks function is merely a taking that data and formatting it in the way that we want, which is a map with what we talked about before. Yeah, so we're basically yeah. closures so on all we, the hard work. We run through those key. The, it's like it's like you have pairs, right? You have a, a key and then a list of days, and then you you run that through a map a mapper function that can take a, those list of dates and and smush them together, summarize them, you know, into a week. Yeah, now you have this week thing. It's a strong. Weak thing. <laughs> uh, it's a strong notion of this week. <laughs> it might take a day to unpack that joke. Oh no! <laughs> it's not the it's not the first joke. It's the second one I thought of. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Enough, so, enough puns. So yeah. So I think the key the key here <laughs> is to find the identifying key that lets you use the built like closure core to do all this work for you, right? To go from days to weeks. Right, it's almost like you're teaching Closure Core um, how how to how to inspect your data. You're 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 giving it higher levels of higher levels of vocabulary, like we did last week. Right. Um, you you it, write a function which is a view of the thing, and then it, that that view it it since that view sort of like steps back and and um, it, you know I guess it would be called aliasing <laughs> in a math sense, but it steps back and it buckets the data then you can feed it into you know another fun way with this predicate too is is actually you can sort that list of days and then you can you can run it through partition with like you can just run it and and so you give it the the predicate for that too right so so you can either use group by and um and group by is is um you know, it's going to give you sort of this unordered collection, or you can sort all those days and you use partition by the function partition by and give it the same predicate. And now you have a list of lists 
where each list is, you know, these week-long chunks. And it's order-preserving. So if you cared about order, you could use partition by. If you don't care about order, you can use group by. That's cool. So then once you partition by, the, when, you, when you convert those entries into weeks, then those weeks are ordered as well. You don't have to order the weeks either. Right. Even though you could. And, and then if you knew you had an order, so once you know you have an order list of days, you can do fun stuff like, oh, well, I just want to take the next week out. So you can do, you know, you can do take while, you know, or you can do drop while um, and, and to, you know, take things or throw them away, right? Which yeah. is cool. Yeah, totally. And so, so like once you, once you have a way of describing this thing using a function, you can, boy, you can do all kinds of stuff. And so now then we can make our weeks using this and then we can write code to print print out that summary which sounds a lot more like an exercise in um, printf and format acumen <laughs> yes that's true but i think i think we can even I, I, we, we, maybe we can leave that as an exercise for the listener um but i i would like to say that um every time that i have written one of these things where i need oh i need to print a big report essentially um I found that it is really useful to write something that converts data to data instead of data to print lens. Um, oh, because yeah. then it's like, for instance, let's make it a little more concrete. It's like convert the list of weeks into a list of week lines. And then at the yeah. end, all you have to run is, you know, do seek print lines, you know, essentially. Um, oh, yeah, that's a that's a great point. Like, like the next thing we want is like, you want to make the IO so trivial where it's just obvious, right? Like you, you want to be able to just like do run, bang, print line, lines. Yeah, that's the one. You know, so we want to get a bunch of lines. And, and so then we can make functions that take a list of weeks and produce a, a bunch of lines. And then now all of a sudden you can unit test stuff, right? Because you can have like a header line for your report. You can have body lines for each week. You can have a summary line. So, so once again, you can unit test, whereas if you're doing uh, I.O. because it's mutative, it has a side effect, really. Right. You know, and I think gosh, this is... you're like capturing out and trying to do all that business, you know, like without string. Ugh. Right. And, and I think this is one of the, the principles that we've talked about a few times, but I think comes up a lot is the idea of moving the I.O. to the edges. Uh, we want to move the I.O. Yeah. all the way to the edges. So at the very beginning of this, there is a, you know, read in the file and then we're do a bunch of processing to it. That's all pure. It's all taking data and giving data back. And we want to push that, the IO at the end, the printing as far as we can all the way to the end so that even creating the, the strings is, is a data transform. Um, right. Yeah. And so there, then you don't have to do all this crazy mocking business where you're like trying to mock like mocking where the output goes to so you can catch it instead of it going out to the terminal so that you can then, you know, run your test on it, right? Because you, you, because you make the IO so trivial on the edges, you literally have one function that can just slurp in the file, right? And then you have another function that can just run through a bunch of lines and print them out. And you don't really need to unit test print line. <laughs> you kind of run you probably your... probably shouldn't, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you don't... And so, so it, it makes everything in the middle 100% pure and therefore super testable. It, you can test it as much as 
you can handle writing unit tests <laughs> before you're like, okay, right. it's good enough. I'm done <laughs> to the pain, right? <laughs> Test it yes. to the uh, a level of detail that you can tolerate. <laughs> That's all I'm going <laughs> to say about testing. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, let's set that one aside. Yeah, so so that's a neat that's a neat idea. So get all this data in. We we start with lines. We turn those into entries. We turn those into days. We turn those into weeks, and then we can turn weeks into a report, right? And so so we keep like up leveling. We have all these predicates and and transforms at all these levels, you know. And it's very symmetric. And and now you can decide what problem you're solving and which level you want to solve it at and use the po power of closure core and predicates to do your bidding. Yep, totally. Not only that, it's it's also relatively easy to understand pure functions. And so that's what, it's also, I mean, you said unit testing will, would be good, but also it's just easier to reason about, easier to think about them when they're, when they're just using yeah. the core. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, we're... Once again, up against the clock for this week, and it's been a lot of fun talking about this at different levels. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. If you want to send us your favorite pun, you can do so by emailing us at feedback at closuredesign.club, or you can tweet your favorite bad programming humor to us on Twitter at Closure Design. Yes, no, no bad programming humor is too bad. It actually it rolls over and becomes good. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can also check out our past show notes and episodes on the web at closuredesign.club. That's right. And we'll be back next week. Until then, transform your days and weeks with closure. Closure.